Um, but wedding planning can be stressful, right? There's just so much, especially if you haven't planned a wedding or really been a part of helping someone else plan a wedding. There's just certain things that pop up that are like, oh, I was supposed to do that. Or like, I was supposed to think of that. Or that's what people do nowadays kind of thing. Hey there. Welcome to the Complete Wedding Photography for Couples podcast. Do you know that the number one regret for most couples after their wedding is usually their photographs? Tammy will share all the knowledge and expertise she has gained over the years to help you get the very best wedding images from your photographer. The conversations on this podcast are going to help you understand how almost every decision you make for your wedding day directly affects your photographer. Tammy is going to give you the knowledge and awareness you need to create a nearly perfect position for your photographer to be in on your wedding day. And that means better images for you to remember your special milestone. Tammy Blaylock is an internationally awarded, nationally featured wedding photographer and published author. Since 2010, she has excelled in helping each of her couples capture beautiful, emotive images from their big day. Tammy wants your wedding day to be as perfect as you do. So tune in and listen up, because this episode's about to begin. Hello, and a warm welcome to my little corner of this podcast world. Thank you so much for listening today. This podcast exists so that I can share my knowledge, experience, and expertise to hopefully improve your wedding day images or your experience with your wedding photographer. Today's episode is my first podcast episode with a guest. And this guest is a local wedding vendor of sorts. This is Priscilla Rodriguez, who is a licensed marriage and family therapist. And among other services, she offers counseling services to newly engaged and newly married couples. And we talked for so long about what she does and how her services can help to improve your wedding day images that I decided to split this up into two completely separate episodes. So today is part one. And this Thursday will be part two if you're listening in real time. So I encourage you to sit back, relax, and listen what Priscilla shares and teaches her clients to do because it has a positive impact not only on you and your partner's relationship, but possibly also on your wedding day images. So let's begin. And today we are going to be discussing how self-care can improve your wedding day images. So before we get started with Priscilla Rodriguez, you tell us what does the letters behind your name mean? And when I'm referring to the letters, I am referring to M-S-L-M-F-T. What do those letters mean, Priscilla? Yeah, so MS is related to my degree, so it's Master of Science in Marriage and Family Therapy. Um, and then LMFT is for my license, which is which I am a licensed marriage and family therapist um, here in the state of Texas. So um, you'll sometimes see like MA on some people's um, you know, professional, that means master of arts. If you see LPC, that's licensed professional counselor. And uh, so sometimes you'll see like just these different letters and that's kind of just related to like the degree that you have and then the licensure that you hold as well. Mm -hmm. Can you say, or do you have an opinion? Do any of those 
different degrees. Are any of those like a more skilled therapist than the other? It's very different. It also just depends on where you got your training. Um, So like MS, I had to write a thesis um, for my degree. Um, Sometimes if you have like a master of arts um, versus a master of science, you don't have to write a thesis. So with my thesis, I really just had to really dive in and kind of learn a lot more about research, how to put together, you know, how to write a a research paper um, when it comes to, you know, I think their biggest thing that they wanted us to take away from that experience was that, oh, and once you become a professional, right, once you're out in the world and you're continuing to learn, you know, how to find, you know, reliable and and authentic research papers, right? So you know what to look for, you know, kind of how to read a research paper, you know, how to read different things for like, oh, you know, what was that study actually like versus, I'm just taking this random fact that was thrown on the internet kind of thing. Uh So, and in, in undergrad, I also had to write two theses as well for just two different programs that, that I was in. So I feel like my undergrad experience definitely helped once I got into graduate school to write a thesis because, yeah, it's, it's a very different way of, I guess, of thinking, especially if you're going into like maybe liberal arts or, you know, it's something else. So going into like a school of science that, you know, for me, as natural sciences, it was super helpful. And now in my work, whenever I am reading a research paper, I am trying to figure out like, what is new? What's new going on in the field? Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of like, oh, you know, what was that study actually composed of? So, so I think it's just those little skills that they kind of, that you learn along the way. Gotcha. And your business name, your business name is called Modern Wellness Counseling. Tell me a little bit about that and how long have you had this business? Yeah, so I opened up the I started the business. Gosh, it's gonna be six years this year already. <laughs> um, wow, I can't believe that how fast that went by. I started six years ago. The first couple of years was really just me trying to figure out all the business part <laughs> of being a business owner, right? Like mm-hmm. in graduate school, they just we read one book and everything else was, of course, related to being a therapist. So, you know, I really took that time to kind of figure out, okay, what do I need to be doing? What does it mean to own a business? What does it mean to be a business owner? And along the way, I was also kind of just creating what, who do I want to serve? What do I want my business to be doing? So the biggest thing that, you know, we do is we specialize in working with couples. We focus in a lot on anxiety, teaching coping skills, healthy coping skills, really understanding and helping people go through like a burnout phase whenever they are just feeling like low, I guess, you know, you know, maybe they're not depressed, maybe they're not anxious or, you know, have like a specific diagnosis, but they're just kind of feeling out of it, right? So, you know, I think especially these past couple of years, that's been big with COVID, with trying to figure out what career do I want? You know, family is very different. So people are really experiencing kind of this burnout phase. So this is kind of the main thing that we focus in on is, is couples our specialty. We work a lot with um, engaged couples and, and working with premarital counseling and offering online courses. That's a big part of, of what we do and who we serve. And are you married? And if so, how long have you been married? Yeah, I am married. Um, my husband, his name is Patrick, and we have we just celebrated our four year anniversary a couple of weeks ago. Actually, it's almost a month now. So, yeah, so we got married four years ago in March, and we 
have a dog. Her name is Penny, who we treat like a child. <laughs> we've had her since college, but my husband and I, we've been together since high school. So we're actually high school sweethearts. And we went to college together. He went out to Auburn with me for, for graduate school. And then we came back and that's when we finally got engaged and, and kind of took that next step. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to ask you a personal question. Would you say that your relationship with Patrick has improved since you became a therapist? Like, do you implement these, uh, these coping skills and communication skills in your own relationship? And has that helped your relationship improve? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I do this almost every day, right? I'm teaching helping couples, mm-hmm. you know, you need to slow down or really pay attention, you know, put yourself in your partner's shoes or really understanding you know, when they're, when you feel a little bit, you know, maybe attacked or kind of feel like, oh, like I want to be like defensive right now, like catch that moment and okay, what, what am I feeling right now? Mm-hmm. So I think that's a big thing that, that I do myself. Like if something comes up, you know, it's kind of really just taking a, a breather in that moment and kind of feeling like, oh, wow, like I feel something in my gut right now. What is that? And how can I share that emotion ver- versus, oh, whatever, right? <laughs> just kind of like, like pushing it away. And I think definitely kind of um, learning a little bit more about yourself and in graduate school, they kind of make you like really dig deep, I guess, and kind of, you know, about yourself, Mm because just recognizing that some personal things can come up in therapy sessions. So just recognizing that part and how to deal with that or address it on your own, run your own therapy. So I think that was a big part, too, of just like, oh, yeah, whenever that feeling comes up, that makes sense, right? Because this is familiar. And just kind of acknowledging that versus getting scared or kind of you yourself reacting and not being able to hold space for your own clients. But Mm -hmm. I think definitely within my marriage is something that I implement or even just daily coping skills that I do for myself that I'm often advocating for my clients to engage in. So you practice what you preach. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Okay. So just real quickly, before we get into the actual self-care tips that you're Mm going to give the audience, Tell me a little bit about your wedding and your wedding photos. Yeah, so we got married out in Kendall Point, and it was just a such a beautiful venue. All of our family loved it when, you know, just the ceremony part. So I think it definitely made such a beautiful backdrop for our photos and being able to, to take those images together. We did so many engagement photos because my mom is a photographer. So we had like a free photographer, which is great. Oh, <laughs> so I we know did that. Yeah. A, a lot of um, engagement sessions. So that way we could use them for like some of our invitations and just for like different announcements. And, you know, on the photo, we had a photo booth and you can put like another picture there. So we had, you know, we just had a variety. So, so we were able to, you know, she kind of helped out a little bit with taking her own pictures in the morning. Um, I'm sure you yourself, Tammy, you can't go to an event without your camera, right? Even if they have their own photographer, you're like attached to it. So like for her, it was like, it's my daughter's wedding. I have to take my camera. So, <laughs> so she took some pictures while we were getting ready. Um, and those came out really nice. But I think just overall for our images, it was 
it was a matter of making sure that we made time for it for the all those shots that I that I wanted right um and while also being available to greet everyone and say hi and, and enjoy the food and enjoy the dancing but yeah I know we ha- we got some really nice ones like at sunset that that yes. came out really nice yes yes that's the best time of the day I think mm-hmm. that golden hour yeah yeah Yes. Well, awesome. Sounds like a beautiful time. Kendall Point is so peaceful. It's just out in the middle of nowhere and you just feel like you're in another world because it's just so far removed from all the noise and all the traffic and all the everything. You're just out Mm -hmm. there, just kind of in a world all your own. Yeah, yeah. Very beautiful venue. Yes. So let's dive right in now. Let's discuss what you are here to educate us about. So how self-care can improve your wedding day images. So why is self-care important when wedding planning, Priscilla? Tell us about that. Yeah, of course. So, so I myself planned a, a wedding and we had a really long engagement, which I think really helped spread some of the planning out. Um, and my understanding is not everyone has that, right? Some people, you know, cram it in within a couple of months. Um, but wedding planning can be stressful, right? There's just so much, especially if you haven't planned a wedding or really been a part of helping someone else plan a wedding. There's just certain things that pop up that are like, oh, I was supposed to do that. Or like, I was supposed to think of that. Or that's what people do nowadays kind of thing. So, so it can be stressful and it can be just so much that is coming up. But from, you know, my work that I did and actually one of my thesis that I had in, in undergrad was just how stress can really impact communication with your partner, um, really making it easier to kind of be a little bit more irritable, um, really short, um, really wanting to withdraw perhaps from your partner. So when we're really stressed out, especially, you know, wedding planning and you're turning toward your, to your partner or your fiance, like, hey, what, what do you think about this? And they're like, what? It's like, oh my gosh, you don't care. And, and, you know, this is our wedding too. And it can really just escalate. Right. And that's kind of been my experience, even with working with some engaged couples or premarital couples, um, that it can really escalate in times of stress because so many other emotions pop up in those times. So self-care during the wedding planning process can really help alleviate some of that so that you're not having to, you know, get into these, unnecessary arguments or unnecessary issues where it's like, where is this coming from? Right. This, you know, discomfort. Um, We also know that stress impacts just basic, you know, self-care like sleep, how you digest your food, um, you know, your ability to concentrate, you know, with work. So how stress, you know, if stress kind of really kind of a bulldozing everything, right? So you want to make sure that you're understanding that part and just like, okay, what am I doing to help alleviate that? Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and I mean, you said digest food, but it even affects the way you eat, um, yeah. the way you interact with coworkers, friends, family, not just the relationship with your partner. I mean, it affects everything you do in a 24 hour period, basically. Yeah. Just, Mm -hmm. yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And if not addressed, that stress, you said, you use the term bulldozing. I like that word. It will continue to snowball and build up and carry on 
straight to the wedding day. And if it hasn't already imploded, it may implode on the wedding day. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. Yeah. Even if it's not with like your fiance, right. It it can be, you know, with your mom, it can be with your maid of honor. It can be with your sister, whoever may be that you're that stress, you know, kind of just comes out. Right. And Mm -hmm. you're, the photographer is just trying to take really nice candid photos and, and you know, you kind of see that argument, you kind of see just the, you know, forced smile or, you know, whatever it may be. And, and even if, you know, sometimes the, the couple they themselves will say it afterwards, you know, I had this one, um, a family friend who they were showing us our image, you know, some engagement photos and like, do we look happy? Cause we were fighting on our way to the, this, you know, photo shoot. And I was just like, Oh, okay (laughs) so you know like so even if the photographer may not know but they themselves can remember that moment of oh I wasn't really in the moment or experiencing that you know joy that I thought I was supposed to be feeling and they remember that that instance right so it definitely kind of changes things Yes. And then every time they see those images, even though they may be smiling and the images on the surface may look like they're happy or having a good time, those images are forever going to remind them that they were fighting over the napkin color or whatever it was, processional order or whatever, what they were having for dinner. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay. So tell me some of your recommended self-care techniques that couples can utilize to help keep the stress at bay. So one of my go-to coping skills is deep breathing. Um, And something that I tell my clients to do is to practice it when they are not stressed. Because it's, it, you want to almost train your body and your mind to recognize that when doing this, it's okay. Like I am safe. You know, this is, you know, a way for me to calm down. If you try to do it in the moment, chances are you may like hyperventilate or chances are you just may like freak out even more, right? Because it's like, what the heck am I doing? Like, I'm not used to this. Um, or you may just forget altogether, right? Um, so a big one is just slowing down your heart rate, slowing down your mind by engaging in deep breathing. And that's kind of the only way that we have to, to kind of fix that physiological response, right. Mm -hmm. Is to engage in some deep breathing. So, and and in this moment, right. It's not so much of focusing elsewhere. It's just focusing in on like what, you know, breathing in, what does that air and oxygen feel like going into your nose, kind of holding it there and kind of almost imagining like the air kind of flowing out of your mouth. So giving your brain also something to focus in on um, is, is really helpful. And I often tell clients to start off with just five seconds. Like don't try to do a 30 minute kind of deep breathing exercise, uh, especially if you're new to this, just start off with five seconds and try to do that, you know, at least every hour. So many people have smartwatches and they have, you know, the little mindfulness, little, you know, timer that can go off if you do have it and you want to practice this and turn it on, right? Turn on that notification so that we are kind of a reminder of, oh, okay, I can do this right now. Um, but definitely practicing it at many times throughout your day versus only when you're stressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have some exercises that couples can do? Yeah. So as far as exercises, you know, I think a big thing is, again, 
your body physically um, being able to calm down. So, you know, when we're stressed, naturally our muscles are going to hold tension. Mm -hmm. Um, And if we're just kind of sitting, especially if we have an office job where, you know, we're kind of not moving a lot, you're just going to carry that tension. You're going to carry it in your shoulders, you're going to carry your neck and your arms and your hips. So being able to just get out and move, um, whether it is just going on a walk together, a run together, and so many people feel so much better after exercising, especially, yes. you know, I think sometimes too, it's just enjoying and being grateful that, oh, my body is moving, right? Versus I think some people can get really caught up right before their wedding of how many calories am I burning? Um, you know, I need to lose weight. I need to look a certain way. So just kind of, in, even if it's just like one workout out of the week that you're just enjoying moving, definitely can be helpful. Mm-hmm. And Personally, I find that exercising outside in nature is Mm -hmm. also very comforting and relaxing and Mm -hmm. enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's so much um, more research coming out too about like being in a green space versus, you know, in concrete walls, like in in a gym. Yes, absolutely. And do you have any recommendations about how food can help with self-care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I've been reading more about like nutrition and just like mood and mental health. So I'm sure we've all have had, you know, a burger and some wings or some pizza. And then afterwards, like, oh, like I just feel so like groggy right now. Or, mm-hmm. you know, we have it for lunch. We hit that like midday slump right after having so many carbs because it's like you just feel really tired and kind of lethargic. Right. So now it makes it even harder to to feel pumped up and to feel, you know, really happy and kind of going um, to get things done. Right. So I think definitely having a balanced meal helps too with, you know, the, the mindfulness and meditation, right? There's what's called mindful eating. So whether it's, you know, just taking a moment of recognizing like, oh, how does this pineapple feel in my mouth? How does it taste? What does it smell like? Right. And even if it's again, five seconds, you know, really, really short time frame um, can really help as well. And in, in being very intentional in what you're eating, and noticing, you know, what foods am I going to eat today that, that make me feel good, that, you know, not just a craving that I'm feeling, right? Not just mm-hmm. like eating pizza or, you know, cause, cause you want it, right? But like actually make you physically feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's always a, a bigger part that sometimes there's this, some, some people may not be in, in tune with their bodies and what, you know, how they, how their body responds to food. So I think that's also a big part too of recognizing what I'm ingesting can affect my mood, which then definitely impacts how I connect or attempt to connect with other people. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I will say that glazed donuts can make you feel good for <laughs> a few minutes, but yeah. after you finish it, you feel guilty, I guess, and then mm-hmm. remorse, and then you don't feel good anymore. Right, <laughs> so. right. Yeah. Yeah. Pizza is like my, I use pizza because pizza is like, my kryptonite, like I will, like, I love pizza. Um, but so then exciting. like a couple of hours later, I'm probably going to have like heartburn or you know, right. I'm not going to feel the best. And I just want to be by myself. <laughs> yes. I'm with you. Pizza is one of my favorite foods as well. And yeah. gosh, it's so good, but lo- same. 
after if you you know an hour or two after you eat it you just feel like crap I mean I don't know how else to say it you just yeah. it's so good but I overindulge on all my favorite foods and then yeah. you just it's a hard just, part yeah 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 mm-hmm. I need I need a therapist Priscilla to <laughs> control my overeating <laughs> Okay, let's discuss your fourth recommended self-care technique about doing something fun together. Tell us about that. Yeah, yeah. So something I, I remind couples is remembering to have fun, right? Especially when things can be stressful. Life in general can be stressful, right? So wedding planning isn't the only time in which a couple is going to experience stress. But it's having to remind them that even when things are stressful, having to kind of press pause and just enjoy each other, whether that is just watching a funny movie together, right? Watching something, you know, at home, you don't have to go out and spend money. You don't have to, you know, go and get dressed up and, you know, make this whole deal out of, out of it. You know, just simply put a funny show on or a movie, your favorite funny movie on um, and, and enjoy that, right? Just take, allowing, giving yourself permission to to laugh a bit and, and to slow down. Um, you know, the laughter can definitely help so much too, uh, when feeling stressed or overwhelmed. Absolutely. I love to laugh. It's one of my favorite yeah. things to do. Like I just have this model, like you can't take yourself or life too seriously. Mm-hmm. So you just have to laugh. Yeah. Enjoy it. Yeah, yes, yeah. absolutely. And when you are practicing these self-care tips. Mm -hmm. It's, it's also important to put the wedding planning talk aside. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, because for many couples, they're, you know, spend part of their day, you know, some of their days sleeping the rest of their day, you know, at work. And then sometimes the rest of those hours is like when they're together is just talking about the wedding, right? What do you think about this? Well, who should we invite? You know, the, there's this thing that's, so it's constantly revolving around that. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely kind of, you know, it's okay to, you know, the wedding planning is still going to be there tomorrow. That to-do list is still going to be there in a, you know, in an hour or so asking each other, how's, how are you doing? Right. How, you know, is there anything, you know, what would you like to do today? You know, what, what's going on on your end? talking about, you know, goals that you have for after the wedding, talking about goals that you may have at work or just something interesting that you saw, you know, on the news or on TV or whatever it may be. Um, just taking that little moment of not talking about the wedding and remembering what else is going on mm-hmm. in life at that moment. Yes, absolutely. All right. And that is where I'm going to cut it off for part one of my interview with Priscilla Rodriguez. Come back Thursday, where we will resume this interview in part two. And we are going to talk about being in the moment with your partner and go into a full in-depth conversation with Priscilla about that. And we are also going to go into some of the specific products and services that Priscilla offers, and she is going to explain how they benefit her couples. So come back Thursday and join us for the rest of Priscilla's interview. You will not be disappointed, and she might even pique your interest in some of her services, and you'll get to meet Priscilla in person or virtually. So come back Thursday. Thank you for listening to the Complete Wedding Photography for Couples podcast. 
We hope you enjoyed your time, and we hope that you learned something to make your wedding photographs better and your wedding day less stressful. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts so others just like you can set their wedding photographer up for success. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you again during the next episode.